This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. And here. Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. He's a watch maven. And of course, he has an Apple Watch Series 2 in his cold little hands or whatever they are. We're also going to hear from Joe Kissel who's going to tell us about Mac OS Sierra and more on the Tech Night Out Live. Okay, Brian, you are our best known expert on Apple Watches, only because I don't have one yet. And I'm not convinced I should get one. Can you convince me, Brian, to get rid of my $12.88 watch from Walmart and get an Apple Watch? Well, that's a good question. It's really more about do you need the um, do you need the functionality? Whether or not you're wearing another watch is is, is irrespective of the money involved. Uh, you know, Apple Watch Series Two is is a lot more effective than um, what Apple is calling. We've been calling it Series Zero because Apple has a Series One, but. Uh, that's the old watch with the new innards in it. it, it, it the thing is faster. The GPS, uh, the independent standalone GPS feature makes it a lot more useful, especially to, uh, I think, athletes and, and runners uh, who may want to do things like uh, chart courses for workouts. I still don't know that it's any kind of like a, a must-have for someone who isn't otherwise intrigued about Okay, so the impression I get of Apple Watch Series 2 is that it seems to have a greater focus on fitness, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I suppose you might say that. Apple's focus for Apple Watch Series 2 and the original Apple Watch is really much, it's much more about, about you know, health and fitness as opposed to just fitness. And uh, this thing with it having uh, an independent GPS uh uh, radio in it that is out of the box most useful to athletes but uh, you know i i don't i don't think it's fair to say that that that's any more the sole focus of of apple watch than it was before now the impression i got about apple watch is that a lot of people liked it but fewer people loved it and i recall you lived without an apple watch for a short time to test that theory out mm-hmm so remind us, how did that work out? I sort of missed Apple Watch. And, you know, I was pretty meh about dropping it, uh, leaving it off for that week. I, I ended up wearing my mechanical watch everywhere. Uh, I do still love my mechanical watch. I, I like Apple Watch Series 2 more. It is. It has nicer lines. This thing looks better, in my opinion. It looks smoother. It, one, of the, uh, one of the big things, this is probably subtle for most people, is that 
the background color of the display is now the same color as the bezel in the uh, underneath the rest of the uh, crystal. And what that means is that compared to the original Apple Watch, which did, uh, did where this was not the case, where you can see very easily where an Apple Watch screen is, even when it's turned off with no lights on. And uh, I think um, I think that's useful, and um, uh, and I like it. I, I but I'm still I'm still not convinced that it's a must-have for everyone. So you like it more, but the love factor may not be quite there yet. What does Apple have to do? For to me, cross that threshold. Well, that sounds no, kind of greasy, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know what Apple has to do, to be honest. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just the guy that gets to, to comment on what Apple's doing. I don't have to actually come up with the ideas. Um, there's a lot to like about Apple Watch Series Two. I, I definitely, I, I like it more than the original series uh, Apple Watch that I had. Um, you know, it's brighter. It's faster. It's a, it's a lot faster. It uh, has substantially enhanced graphic abilities, which are, are used by um, uh, more of the apps that you put on the device. But it's, um, you know, other than the GPS, the, the GPS is, is, the, is the biggest inc- um, new ability that this Apple Watch has. And that is not a feature that necessarily interests me personally. Well, I think another thing is that if you can design the Apple Watch so that it could be used for most functions without need to be tethered by Bluetooth to an iPhone, that would also be an enhancement. Of course, that requires a cellular radio at some point. Right. Do you think Apple has that in mind? Maybe for the next version, they've got to. It seems possible. Oh, you're being cagey. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not trying to be cagey. Um, you know, I expected this 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 Apple Watch to be thinner. It's actually imperceptibly larger. Um, I expected it to be thinner, and it, it actually it has better battery life, which I also wasn't expecting. Um, Oh, it does? Yeah. Just before we go on, how much more battery life? I have personally been getting two days of battery life out of it. And before? One. One one with with change left over. Now I'm getting two with change left over. Oh. I don't recall Apple mentioning that. They mentioned it for the iPhone 7. No, they didn't mention. That's the interesting thing too. Is at the hands-on event, a hands-on event, what I was told is that um, it still it had the same all-day battery life as the original Apple Watch, but what I've experienced um, is increased battery life for sure. What about their specs? Do they list any particular spec, like they do with the um, iPhone, or is it all day or what? Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, the other they they just say all day, all day battery life. So tricky. So yeah. tricky. All right. So 
Now, you buy a new Apple Watch. You sell the old one, put it in the drawer, what? I have it sitting on my desk. I intend to sell it. I just haven't done it yet. Is that kind of market similar to what you get with iPhones where you buy one of these gadgets and you can sell it off maybe a year later for, you know, quite a bit more than half what you paid? Um, yes. Actually, Gene, can you ask me again? Okay. With an Apple Watch, we know there's a market for things like smartphones. Yes. Okay. But smartwatches, there's no such market yet, is there? Do you just sell it on eBay? Yeah, eBay or Craigslist. So you expect to get back, what, half what you paid? Maybe. I don't think, uh, you know, in that Apple not only released the Apple Watch Series 2, it also released the original Apple Watch with the Series 2 innards in it. So, you know, it's, it's, that's a... That's, um, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of potential use that uh, that that um, that won't be there. Also, they sell it for a hundred dollars less than the standard model, the Series Two. So already, right. if you're selling yours, say you have the one you first paid what three ninety nine for, and now that's two sixty nine. And now, if you want to sell it, you really have to sell it for what one sixty nine? Yeah, one thirty half. Half ah, of what the, the new one. They took away the market. Just like the Apple genius, for example, took away a lot of my consulting sure. for Max. So that wasn't a lot of fun. But, you know, look, Apple has to make a living. It's just at my expense. We have Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. We're talking about Apple Watch. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. <laughs> As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Back to the music in a minute, but first I've got a special free giveaway. I've got 100 free trials of the Belly Flattening Breakthrough New Biotics here, and I've been authorized to give them away to the station's first 100 callers right now. So if you want to see what you'd look like with a flatter belly, call now. Don't even wait till I stop talking. Only one free trial per caller, though. Don't be greedy. Okay, here's the number. 1-800-983-5628. I'm guessing it works pretty fast because it says here that if your belly flattening 
results are too dramatic, you're supposed to reduce use to every other day. And it looks like it's made from natural ingredients, too. Scientifically formulated to cleanse pounds of toxic sludge from your body. Okay, this is it. If you want a flatter belly, be one of the first 100 callers right now to claim one of these free trials. 1-800-983-5628. If lines are busy, try again. 1-800-983-5628. Call now for details. 1-800-983-5628. Introducing the fastest growing digital currency company in the world, OneLife. With over 2.1 million members, OneCoin is becoming the most powerful force in digital currency. It reached over a billion dollars in revenue in its first year. No other company has accomplished such an impressive feat. Now you can achieve financial independence with the strength of OneLife. Find out how to build your financial dreams. 877-933-4747. 877-933-4747. Dedicated to helping you create financial abundance. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We've got... Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. And we also have Tech Night Owl Plus. If you want to learn more about that, go to plus.technightowl.com. Our reason for being is the commercial-free version of this show, for which we charge a modest monthly subscription fee. You'll learn more about it from plus.technightowl.com. All right, so Apple Watch, which she likes more but doesn't love yet, Maybe things will get a lot different when Apple has a cellular radio. But still, I don't think we see the potential of this market yet, do we? No. No, we don't. There's, there, I think there's there's going to be more to come before uh, Apple Watch is uh, ubiquitous. But isn't it true that even the iPhone took a couple of years before it really took off? Yeah, absolutely. 
People forget that. People have this imaginary belief with Apple gear that it's always perfect the first time. Right. Then Apple, under Steve Jobs, would release a brand new revolutionary product every year or two, which, of course, is not true. Right. So they're following the same playbook is you have a major new product release, and then you spend a number of years fine-tuning it before it hits its stride. Right. Now, right now, the biggest competition for anything related to fitness is Fitbit. Yeah. Fitbit has products with built-in watches, but they're not as sophisticated as an Apple Watch. No, Fitbit does a really good job of of keeping track of fitness, and that's about it. Whereas the Apple Watch has uh, substantially greater features. And we only hear anything about Samsung, except for the fact that they build products with batteries that blow up. Yep. That's it. You know, somebody told me the other day that there were reports of problems with Samsung washing machines. Yeah, that's that's been a thing that happened. A, a Samsung washing machine blew up. But washing machines don't have batteries. Uh, no, it's not a battery issue. I don't know what it is, but it's not a battery issue. Was this just, one washing machine or a number? I think I only found out about one. I think the biggest reason why it uh, got attention is because of the problems with the uh, Galaxy S. So if it wasn't for the Galaxy Note 7, that blew up on them in a way they didn't expect. Everything else that has happened to a Samsung product would not really be made a big deal of. I mean, if you right. sell millions of washing machines, I suspect they sell a lot. Although we have Maytag, we have Kenmore and stuff like that. But in that particular case, if it happens to one machine, do you assume it's a product defect or what? Right. It probably is or, you know some kind of external stimuli is responsible. It's just, you know, it's bad timing. You've got, you've got these phones that are blowing up and, and, and some people are, are being hurt, unfortunately. And then, um, uh, you know, just happens to be that you have some other problems somewhere else. Some coincidences happen. Also a problem like that. If it's just once would go under the radar most times, but right now, anything that happens to Samsung it's bad, becomes worse. Sure. I'm not sure what Apple can, uh, can, can particularly do about that. Well, it's perceptions. I mean, if I am buying my first smartphone, and I haven't decided, okay, Android, iOS, and I see Samsung, oh boy, battery fires. Well, the Apple iPhone looks great. I'll buy that. Yeah. I can see that happening. I can see where somebody might be on the fence. You know, maybe I should try iOS. Android hasn't been that great for me. And well, then I, I, they're pushed over the edge. I suspect that a lot of people are going to not get the Samsung devices because some of those people will go to other Android makers. Some of them will go with uh, Apple and iPhone. No, I understand that. Now, then, is there anything here with regard to the issues of lithium-ion batteries that even would be exclusive to Samsung. The manufacturing process is very difficult. And sometimes I wonder if we're lucky that it doesn't happen very often that you have a fire or overheating. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, tolerances in these things are small. And, and that's supposedly what happened with uh, the uh, uh, 
Galaxy Note 7 that was uh, catching on fire is, is that they were obsessed with beating Apple to market because they thought they were going to be able to take advantage of perceived weakness in the iPhone product line. And that's what the, you know, that's what the Note 7 was going to be. And, and in the process of rushing it to market, I think two weeks before it was originally scheduled, it's basically a bunch of people did their, didn't do their job right. So, and, and, and some corners ended up being cut by a third party uh, component maker and boom, you've got not enough room in your battery chamber and the batteries go. Well, in a situation like this, did Samsung ride that third party or just use them as a scapegoat? Uh, Samsung did a fairly good job of, of saying, uh, yeah, we're going to be over here now. Um, don't don't mind us and the smartphone stuff we were talking about, but uh, I'm I'm sure they'll do just fine. After all that, iPhone seven, still hearing about clog sales channels, not enough product to send, especially the iPhone seven plus and the jet black version, the shiny one that scratches all the time. Which iPhone seven do you have? I got the black one. I really like that matte finish. I like this thing better than the uh, space gray that uh, was the has been the the, the finish for years. Um, I, I like that. Uh, I like that that matte finish black. Well, certainly it's not as easy to scratch. It is not as easy to scratch. I mean, I keep it in, in a case anyway. Most of us do, but it's not as easy to scratch. Plus or regular? Regular. Ah. Uh. Is it because the plus was harder to get, or that's your preference? Nope, it was what I wanted. I I, I love the camera in the seven plus, but I can't see carrying around my device when it's that that's big. It'd be like you know I got to lug my phone around with me, and and that's not what I want. So I went with the uh, with the uh, seven, and I think that's the right size for me. It's a question there where you have to devote a special pocket for it, almost. In my sure. case, I have to struggle a little bit to take a smaller iPhone, an iPhone 6, out of my pocket. I have thought, if and when I get an iPhone 7, should I go to the 7 Plus because I'm into photography to some extent? But obviously, a lot of people are willing to pay more for that dual camera system. Sure. And, it, it, and it's a dynamite camera. Right. But if you're not going to take that many pictures anyway, or if it's just occasional snapshots, it's not going to make a difference. It only makes a difference if you're doing something that requires a pure telephoto lens or you want to do that thing with the portraits, that little right. scheme that's going to be in the next iOS operating system 10.1. Then right. it makes sense. What makes sense is that we have the Tech Night Out Live here with Brian Schaffner of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. More to come. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, 
danpilla.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Investment Rarities, a 43-year-old company, has created the best silver offer ever. Get a U.S. Silver Eagle, Canadian Maple Leaf, Austrian Philharmonic, OPM Pure Bar, and Silver Round. Have all five for $99 postpaid. You heard me right, five ounces of silver below cost. No credit card fees, free shipping. Just $99 and you'll have a great start on what it takes to survive even the worst economic storm. Act now and receive Jim Cook's exclusive paper explaining how it's possible to make a fortune in silver today. Don't miss this opportunity. Call 800-328-1860. Read how the above-ground supply of silver has dropped below even gold. The secret is being suppressed. The price could explode at any time. Call today at 800-328-1860. Get 5 ounces of silver for only $99. Find them on the web at investmentrarities.com or call 800-328-1860. Call now before it's too late. 800-328-1860. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next.
Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer is here. We're talking about the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus. Apple choosing not to tell us about first weekend sales because they had yep. less units on hand than last year, I suspect. Yep. But, you know, that's the kind of corporate spin that nobody buys. Um. Yeah, yeah. Everyone wants to wants to assume it's because Apple isn't going to uh, knows that it's not going to sell as many, and that may or may not be the case. Apple's been pulling back bits of information uh, in its quarterly reports for years. Uh, you know, this could be a sign of trouble, or it just could be Apple continuing to become quieter. Well, the other issue is here. Say, for the launch weekend, they knew they had twelve million to sell, mm-hmm. and they sold twelve million. That looks bad because they sold 13 million last year. Now, it may not count that the next weekend they sold quite a few also because it's two weekend sales. Right. For the month. Right. And they might have done real well. What will really tell us what happened is the total sales for iPhone for the September quarter that will be revealed, I think, on October 27th. Right. Then, then we'll have the information of Apple meets guidance. Well, fine. I guess the phone's doing well, but. Nothing special. If it sells more than is expected, then, hey, wait a minute. We've got something going on here. Right. Now, what are you guys at the Mac Observer hearing? Any third parties giving us some better hints as to what's going on? About numbers? Sure. There are. There have been reports that component makers are reporting very good sales. Uh, Pegatron CEOs reportedly told... Investors in uh, a meeting that um, that uh, uh, iPhone is, is selling really well. I give most of those a fairly good prospect of being correct, uh, but we'll know when they start coming out um, tomorrow. Now, this is very interesting here about the iPhone 7. Up until this time before it was released, we heard all those predictions. Well, that's just going to be a so-so update. Nothing real. Maybe it should be called... An iPhone 6 SEX or something. I don't know. No, sure. I'm not going to call it that. But the question being here is that it barely deserves to be called an iPhone 7. And now when you look at the features, that's ridiculous. Of course, it deserves a full version number. Yeah. And Tim Cook's been saying that in interviews for, for months. You know, while rumors continue to, to be bandied about, about how Apple is you know, tense about sales and, and, and all this other stuff. But, you know, it, it turns out it's all right. Well, obviously he knew. Now, the thing that interests me here is the story about it not having a headphone jack. That leaked very early. Yes. One of the first things you heard about iPhone 7 is no headphone jack. No headphone jack. Did Apple do that to get public reaction? No, I, I no. I, Apple took the headphone jack away because Apple wanted the room to uh, put other things in there. In particular, we have the the new uh, enhanced tactic engine. And we understand think- what was done and the reasons behind it. What I'm saying is, though, the stories came out so early. Who leaked them? Just supply chain chatter or what? Yeah, yeah, supply chain chatter. Too many, too many fingers involved in... Apple um, iPhone production in particular. And uh, yeah, yeah, these videos are kind of like. So we knew that. We knew the case would be mostly the same. 
Yep. That was it. You know, there's a silly article I read the other day about Apple getting a patent on some new connection technology involving an optical connection. I guess it deals with a kind of a grid on the device. It sounds to me like it might be something related to wireless charging. I don't know. But immediately somebody takes this patent, and Apple gets patents all the time. Not everyone means there's a new product there. It might just be part of what becomes a new product or a new feature. Just the product of advertising uh, research that they were doing, and you know something may or may not have come of it. And it's defensive patents, too, because if Apple doesn't do it, somebody else will. And we know how that turns out. So anything that seems to be potential and unique, they'll apply for the patent. It's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, the lawyers just do that routinely, just move paper. So they get this patent and somebody says, aha, the lightning port is going to go. Well, wait a minute, folks. Apple just said we're committing to the lightning port in a big way because it becomes the full-time headphone jack unless you go wireless. Right. So if they're eventually probably going to change the lightning port sometime in the future for something better, but not this year or next year. Because that's preposterous. Yeah. The rumors that people start, it's absurd. Well, that's fear-mongering. If people are afraid the lightning port's going to go, look at all those accessories. What am I going to do about my headphones? Of course, eventually, as I said, it's all going to be wireless, no matter what, even charging. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, people want to know what Apple's doing. And it produces page views and uh, unfortunately it produces page clicks and uh, uh, you know it's what are you going to do this is like people in action in fact I'm looking here in terms of lightning there's a kickstarter project called IL doc yes. and that has both a lightning port and a headphone jack yes now this is better than the Belkin which is basically just two lightning ports of which one you plug the headphone adapter in. Right. So you get like a double dongle for $40. This looks like a direct product. Yeah. Which it, makes it, more sense. It gives you it gives you that headphone jack right out of the box. Unfortunately, it also has a form factor that I, I fear is going to be problematic and that's the uh, the 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 present sign the present sign. Um, well, what, what I'm seeing there, too, is I worry here about the plug not having enough clearance if you have a case. I mm. ran into that quite often, where if you don't have enough clearance at the point where the plug is located, it's not going to work properly. I hope that's been engineered to it, because they're showing a picture that you have on your site of this little adapter going into a naked iPhone 7 or a naked iPhone. Right. And the key here is that there be enough clearance there to allow for the case. And if yeah. there's not, I run into yeah. that sometimes, it's going to be a problem. I see that. Uh, but the, the thing that interested me most in the Ildoc is that the community is already looking for solutions here. People think, this is how Dave Hamilton put it this morning, people think they want this. This company raised uh, fourteen, almost fifteen thousand dollars in the time that it took me to 
um, uh, 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 published that piece. Um, oh boy. Now, how I'm much money do they need to? How much do they need to raise to actually get something Thank like you. this production? They raised, have already raised fourteen thousand, almost fifteen thousand dollars, and their goal was only five thousand dollars, and that was just in the first two days. So, so we're they, basically they saying this is our go. Do they indicate what they'll sell it for? Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be close to, um, I think, sixty bucks. Ah. The the funding options, if you want to actually be involved in it on Kickstarter, start as low as ten dollars to actually get you one. But if you actually buy it at that yeah, point gonna, in time, that's going to be sixty dollars. I think that's a little on the pricey side. It probably is. I see maybe like the Belkin, forty dollars. Sure, thirty four ninety nine. Now, it may be legitimate reasons why it should cost what it costs. I wouldn't pretend to know. But I think that's going to be a bit of an issue. Ildoc. I said I-L-L-Doc as opposed to I-L-L-Doc. Brian Chaffer of the Mac Observers here. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. The award-winning graphic converter, the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. Get 20% off from lemkesoft.de slash gene. That's L-E-M-K-E soft.de slash gene. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Has neck, back, or shoulder pain got you down? Go to sunshine-pillows.com and get soothing comfort, support, and pain relief fast. Their microwavable heat therapy pillows and wraps treat neck and shoulder pain, reduce stress, and relax the soul. An ergonomic pillow from Sunshine Pillows supports your head and neck on long trips or when simply resting at home. Be good to yourself. Visit sunshine-pillows.com, sunshine-pillows.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. 
There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries, from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So we continue here with a Kickstarter project for a very smart product, which is headphone jack, lightning port going into your lightning port, a splitter, a really solid splitter, not the Belkin way, which basically is just like a telephone jack adapter where you get two to one, right? two lightning ports to one. I don't think that's a good idea. And $40 even then might be a bit much. If Apple can sell the headphone jack to lightning adapter themselves for $9. Right. Shouldn't the combo jack be $19.99? Well, unless it cost them 50 bucks to build it. I mean, Apple's got this enormous quantity of scale. And there's also the question of the quality of the digital audio converter, the DAC that's in the device. If, you know, if it costs another company more to buy a quality DAC from an outsourcer. So the point is here, if it costs a lot more to get all the components than Apple would pay. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't compete with Apple on, on, on price on this. I mean, that, that that's the issue. So if it's going to cost you 50 bucks to build this thing, you can't sell it for 19 bucks. No, if it costs you 50 bucks, you have to sell it for 80. Yeah. Exactly. Something like that. So if they exactly. sell it for 60, you assume that costs them 35 or 40. And that's right. actually on the 
high side, usually it's going to be twice production right. costs. Right. So if they're charging 60, it costs them 30. And the thing that interests me most is simply watching the marketplace continue to adapt to the situation that the iPhone 7 brings. Um, brings. And, you know, we, we had Belkin fast out of the gate. They're not going to ship until uh, October. Uh, this company is doing something that's pretty interesting. Ultimately, I'm not sure that I love their style. I worry about the, your, your snapping your, you know, your, your device off. Because it's not, it's um, it, it's only being held in by the lightning jack. It's not being held or supported in any other way when, when it's actually plugged in. That's true with any of these adapters, though. Yeah, if I was making an adapter, I would make one that fit along the the bottom of the iPhone Seven. That be that's how I do it. But you have to allow for the case. Yeah. Okay, look, that's good. It's good to see innovation. And I'm curious to see what kind of products will turn out from this. The fact is that I think when most people get an iPhone 7, assuming they even care about the headphone jack thing, there'll be ways to serve the need. Right. So we don't worry about it. Yeah. It's a pretty non-issue for me at this point. Yeah, but you do see also, which is really fascinating, how we had all this criticism of what Apple's doing because the buildup. Right. Months of criticism. And now I think it's a non-issue. It's a non-issue as soon as Apple said, okay, here's an adapter. Yeah. The problem, the the issue is pass-through charging, though. All right. That is still an issue. That is still an issue, but I think only a small number of people do that. Yeah. For those people, it's an issue. And that for people who think that they do it, it's going to be an issue. Yes, I think that's the big point there. I think it's in single digits, the number of people who need that. And I think mm-hmm. Belkin serves the need, although in a rather clumsy way. I assume in a month or two, there'll be several of these things. And then you'll see unofficial products on Amazon for $15 sure. that do it just as well. Right. So we have to give them time to work out their innovation. And remember, this is the beginning of hundreds of millions of products that will ship this way. Because the next iPads, when I have headphone jacks, no way. Right. We know that. I don't think, though, that that's going to migrate to the Mac, although I understand there's a questionnaire that went out to some owners of MacBooks, MacBook Pros, about their use of certain types of jacks on their gear. So I think they're looking at that, but you see, it's more than that for Yeah, it's it's uh, space and it's waterproofing. Uh, I'm sorry, on on Max. Max? I understand for all the, the reasons why you want to have it that way on iPhones and iPads, waterproofing, all that stuff. On Macs, no. Might as well leave it alone for right now. Mm, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I, I don't know. I mean, Apple's not going to be sticking lightning onto its its uh, uh, Mac portable. So there, there, may be a, there may be something to do with USB-C. I could see Apple doing that, you know. 
Well, USB-C can carry lots of different signals. Right. So I see USB-C in the new ones. Now, that's an interesting point here. It's been a while since there have been any new Macs except for the MacBook refresh earlier this year. The stories are saying sometime in October. Yeah. And this show is being heard October 1st. So sometime later this month, new Macs, whether it's a media event or they just release the things, who knows? So then what are we expecting to see? Is it going to be across the board, new Macs, MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, iMac, Mac Mini, Mac Pro? What? We don't know what we we haven't seen anything uh, about a new Mac Pro, and and I have no idea. You know, is Apple abandoning this thing, or is, or is it not abandoning this thing? Um, we may end up getting some insight on the Mac Pro, but uh, um, I, you know, the the rest of the line, I think MacBooks and MacBook Air and and uh, um, um, maybe the, the iMac are, are going to get some kind of uh, refresh. But we really don't know what's going to happen when it comes to the Mac Pro. It's three years, for heaven's sake. Yes. I was waiting for you. Sorry. Can you ask again? All right. The Mac Pro. Yes. What are we talking about here? The Mac Pro is... is Way overdue. Who knows? It's way overdue. It's It's, it's completely... It's it's mystifying at this point. I don't know what Apple's I don't know what Apple's doing. Apple spent all this money on a plant in Austin to make the new Mac Pro. Um, they invested in all sorts of robotics that are being used in making the new Mac Pro, and then they don't update it for three years. So I, you know, I don't I don't know what Apple's doing with the Pro one. It seems to me that this is something that is very very simple to update, just to put the newest. Xeon chips in there. Assuming they're plug-for-plug compatible, it's a no-brainer. Possibly putting faster graphics card. Yeah, you, you would think. So that Apple hasn't done it says that there may be more to it. You know, it, it could be. I mean, the, the 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 Mac Pro has got such a tight design on it. The the design specs are so tight. That it, maybe you can't just stick other components on there. See, you know, and so maybe they're reworking the whole thing. I don't know. Maybe they're canceling. It's it's hard to know. It feels like Apple is abandoning abandoning um, pro customers. Generally speaking, seems like Apple doesn't really care about its its professional creatives. You know, but that's hard to understand too because the professional creative market is so important to Apple's existence. Um, uh, and being able to survive in the in the in the late nineties, it, it's it's hard to wrap your head around. I don't see any reason for doing that either. I mean, they had a lot of complaints with Final Cut Pro ten missing features, but Apple has pretty much added those features back. But they've put a lot of professional grade features onto that app. It's true. So I think now. If people are still saying, well, it's not suitable for pro filmmakers, I don't think that's true anymore. I think they lost customers while this happened, and their PR was just really bad in terms of explaining, look, this is the first version. We'll continue to sell the older version, but over time, 
as we add features, we hope you'll switch to the new version. Right. I think that would have made sense, but really, they didn't do it quite that way. Apple's hubris is always, well, the latest and greatest, and you got to get this thing. And if you don't, well. Yeah, and and, and to, along those lines, Apple is still charging the same price that it charged when it introduced Mac Pro in June of, what is it now, 2014, 15, 16, June of 2013? Hey, no, it's let's do our break, and then we'll have more to say with Gene and Brian on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. ProPure water filters, making water great again. Taste and feel the difference with state-of-the-art filter technology. Pro1 G2.0 and ProMax filters are independent lab-tested to NSF standards. Choose from gravity, countertop, pitcher, shower, and inline filtration products. There's a ProPure for you. Buy risk-free today. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, three years down the pike, the Mac Pro is just as expensive as it was then. Now, it's not Apple's policy to just decrease prices, but they do sometimes ahead of a new product in production. An example of that is the Apple TV. It went down in price prior to the time that the next version came out. Yeah, it would seem that uh, Apple doesn't have the same consideration for its, its pro buyers. I mean, it's three-year-old technology. Apple is charging three-year-old prices for three-year-old technology. It's crazy. I don't understand it. 
Now, if they took $500 off it, which, by the way, they'd still make a lot of money. If they took $500 off the basic configuration and cheapened the upgrades, you know, except possibly for better Xeon processors because they are very expensive. It, if it they did be- that, I think they would have bought more comfort. On the other hand, all we know is an alleged email from Tim Cook promising great things coming from Max, but he doesn't say what. He doesn't say when. He's not saying we're not giving up on the pro, which would have been nice. If they're going to do it, I wish, I, I, yeah, I wish they'd say something. If they're going to do it, we, we don't, we don't know. We don't know what they're going to do. Maybe the next Mac Pro is just going to really be it. Maybe it's hard to, it's hard to put any, any trust or faith in that idea at all. I would certainly hope they'll show a little responsibility. Yeah. I think that's really a big problem that Apple should make some effort to understand the situation with its professional customers. It's hard to imagine that they don't, but you know, like what's been going on with Mac Pro is, is a slap in the face. You can buy a lot more PC for a lot less than what the Mac Pro starts at. But that's a change because when the Mac Pro first came out, that was definitely, definitely not true. Right. You compare it to high-end workstations from PC right. makers, and almost invariably, even for home-built systems, you'd save several thousand dollars, as much as several thousand dollars on a Mac Pro. Right. But then it turns out if you don't do anything for three years, three years, that the rest of the P- PC industry can figure out a way to actually uh, evolve and uh, maybe compete better. All right, so it'd be nice to see what Apple has to say when that time comes. Now, the other thing we're concerned about is, and I'm sure they probably sell more units of this, but certainly the profits aren't high, is the Mac Mini. It's been hit or miss with the Mac Mini, where sometimes it gets an annual update, sometimes they go a year or so without it. Now, again, the Mac Mini is fairly simple to update. Should be. A lot more simple than the others. I think the concern last time I think it's because of the way Intel designed the processors and the pinouts is you lost the quad core option. Right. And you also lost the option to update RAM. And that made no sense, whatever, because it's the same case design. Right. You know, it just feels like no one is paying attention to the, to the Mac line. That's what it feels like. If someone is paying attention, they're not doing a good enough job in, of enforcing things. It's, I, I don't know. I don't know any other way to say it. Part of the problem here is Apple is not even really pushing Macs. Right. I mean, there's very little publicity about them. You hardly know they exist. I mean, they're making a big deal of Mac OS Sierra. You rebranded it, Mac OS. Oh, no longer is it OS X, it's Mac OS, which makes sense. Sure. But now that you've done that, now that you've gone the way of doing that, what's next, folks? Yeah, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. It would be very nice if we got some kind of indication of long-term stability with the Mac line, some kind of indication that Apple and Tim Cook and uh, whatever other people are on hand just gave us some indication of of what's going to happen. And uh, I don't don't know that we're going to get that. It's not really Apple's way. So, but, you know, neither is fourth generation music search gear. And Apple approved that. Mac OS. I still think that's the serious thing here. They also spent the time and energy 
to bring Siri to desktop Macs. And I think that shows a commitment. I mean, otherwise, Sierra doesn't have a large amount of new features. It's prettier. There are a few things that look nicer, but uh, yeah, let's hope that you're right. Let's hope that that's the commitment that we've been looking for. I would think so for that and Siri. I have no reason to care about Siri. Sure. Because I'm working here at home and I'm not completely disabled yet that I cannot use my fingers to do the walking. Right. And I realize, you know, if you learn your Siri, it may save a few steps. Right. It doesn't bother me. I tried it. I tried it on Windows 10 under Parallels Desktop with Cortana, which has less features. Right. All right. It's a feature for the home if you use it. A small business where you don't have people in cubicles next to each other shouting commands and fighting to see which Siri will listen to. That must <laughs> right. be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I have here on my iPhone, I'm playing my satellite radio. And sometimes Siri activates herself and says, what did you say? Right. And I want to say, what do you want, stupid? But, you know, I'm not a rude person, so I won't say, what do you want, stupid? Sure. But I feel inclined to want to do that. Other than that, universal clipboard, eh, maybe. Uh, Sharing desktop. useful. It is. I can see that possibility. I could see sharing desktop and documents folder for some, but not for me. Yep. Because I mostly work on one Mac. Right. And if I need to go back there, I can't work with those files on iPhone. So I have to work on my Mac. Since I'm not using multiple Macs, I don't worry about it. I don't worry about having to buy more iCloud drive storage as sure. a result, which is another thing. The optimized storage capability, I think I can see a lot of goodness out of that. My son recently got himself a MacBook Air, and his last Mac was a 2008 MacBook. So suddenly, from 512 gigabytes of storage, he's down to, I guess, 128. Sure. All right? Now... Suddenly, he is facing a new world. Suddenly, he no longer has the expansive storage he used to have. So right. he has to learn a few things. Yeah, he has a backup drive. So he's tossing stuff onto that. Sure. Optimized storage is probably going to help him. So I see the value in that. Fancier messages. That's aimed at the kids. I know. And it's cool. Oh, yeah. I guess. My son's 30. He hasn't raved about it. So that's as close to kids as I get these days. Fair enough. Okay. No, I agree with you there. For the young people that Apple needs to attract, the next generation of iPhone, iPad, Mac users, give them something they can enjoy and get used to. Because once you get used to messages and Apple's system, you just can't switch to somebody else. Right. It's exclusive to Apple. You have all your friends participating. Well, I got to get in on the action. Mommy, buy me an iPhone. Buy me an iPad. Sure. I see a lot of logic. I also see that Apple is helping to persuade kids, especially those who are getting Google Chromebooks at school, that, wait a minute, get a Mac. Yeah, Chromebooks have made a lot of headway in schools, man. A, A lot of headway. Education is, again, one of those markets that seems like Apple maybe doesn't have its eye on. It's, it's hard to hard to understand. Yes, but in the U.S. especially, the political tailwinds 
for reasons sure. that don't make a lot of sense. They're cutting back on budgets. They want to move public schools to charter schools or private schools, give block grants, stuff like that. Whatever it is, there's less money to provide education. When there's less right. money, they'll provide the basics. But if they want computer systems, they'll buy the cheapest thing available. And very much the thing about the Chromebook is, what, $150 each? As opposed to getting iPads for several hundred dollars and exactly. MacBook Airs for seven ninety nine, whatever the educational price is. So it's all about price, and Apple can't begin to compete with an entry-level device like that that doesn't do very much. We got not more on to, price. Not on price. More to come with Brian Chaffin. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night How Live. The award-winning graphic converter, the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. Get 20% off from lemkesoft.de slash gene. That's l-e-m-k-e-soft.de slash gene. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and body extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. Are the answers to your present and future hidden in your past? Akashic readings help you learn to unlock the answers for love, finances, weight loss, self-esteem, confusion, grief and loss, and more. Akashic email readings by Dr. Kelly Maroon, Ph.D., are specially priced right now. Learn more at Dr. Kelly Maroon's website, akashicuniversal.com, spelled A-K-A-S-H-I-C, universal.com. Change your life today. Become one with your true path with intention on purpose. Visit akashicuniversal.com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. 
What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-954-9674. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now, 1-800-954-9674. That's 1-800-954-9674. 1-800-954-9674. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So the last I heard about Chromebooks was earlier this year before the back to school season where Chromebooks had taken control. Has that been true since we had back to school? Uh, I think that Chromebooks are continuing to make progress for them in the education market. Uh, and I think that that cheapness is just hard for a lot of people to ignore and whether or not they're happy once they actually get the devices, uh, that's that's another issue. But yeah, I think I think that I think that Apple's losing ground in uh, education. And this is something that Apple doesn't easily solve unless they come up with a special educational system. And I guess they tried to do that early on with. I'm trying to think of the name ebook. iBooks. No, no. Before that, the one that was the Newton book. Oh, the uh, what was that called? Oh my goodness, the 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 one that uh, Alicia Silverstone used in Batman, iMate. Newton iMate. Yes. Right. And my son had one, and I couldn't think what to do with it. Right. And maybe Apple should consider a modern day simplified Mac in the iMate tradition, but it didn't work the first time. It was a good right. idea because it kind of paved the way for a lot of concepts that came later. It wasn't super cheap. It's kind of expensive. Didn't really do a lot. I mean, it, it it seemed cool at the time. It certainly had a good form factor. But the, you know, if 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 you cast if you cast ahead back to to, to the modern era, uh, it it feels like Apple's is getting its lunch eaten. And unless there's buyer's remorse there, I don't think it's going to change. Unless school systems get from state legislators in the United States, the amount of money they need to really 
run full-service school systems with the best education possible. As yeah. long as they try to run that stuff on the cheap, this is the outcome. And who's going to fight? You know, teachers' union, who? Right. Be glad you have a job and be quiet. Yeah, right. Which is kind of sad because we have a heavily competitive world. And when we look at the need to give children the best start possible, getting out there, getting an education, competing in the entire world, because you have to have workers for companies who can choose to have jobs in America or other countries. Right. And part of that decision is having a local, educated population of workers. Yes. So what do you do? You shortchange them. I don't see that logic. Final topic of discussion today, Apple Car. Hmm. Okay. Would it be an Apple Car, or this is the name I gave it, Apple Drive, which would be an Apple-based autonomous driving system licensed to other car makers? What's going on? You know, Apple could do that. Uh, What's going on is that Bob Mansfield is giving that project new direction. And he's laid off a few dozen employees. A lot of people made a big deal about that. My thought is that when you've got over a thousand people working on a particular project, that the loss of, of, you know, 200 of those employees is probably more about Bob Mansfield finding and identifying the source of uh, his problems and, um, and less about it being uh, something that, that that's, that's broader. Well, you see, part of the thing that always bothered me about an Apple car is how does Apple make a difference? And part of it is Tesla, where they're doing some Apple-like things. Maybe not as efficiently, maybe not as well. But Apple-like things you'd expect Yes, for a car. They're doing it already. Other car makers are very busy building electric cars and self-driving systems. So it's not like you enter a smartphone or a smartwatch market or a tablet market where there's plenty of room for new contenders. In the automobile business, the companies there now are having problems. You may already have too many car companies and different things are being made as a result, like Fiat Chrysler is cutting back on cars because people like Jeeps and other Vehicles like that, SUVs, and other car makers are facing the same thing. Volkswagen, with their diesel emissions scandal, now they're spending a ton of money on electric cars. They just introduced a concept for one. So we see where everybody's going here. If they're going in directions that Apple might go, where's room for Apple? It's like the TV business. A senior market, an old market, saturated. That's never where Apple has succeeded. Well, how about the iPhone? Yeah, but the iPhone, the smartphone market was then the province of executives and power users. It wasn't something that anybody, the masses, could embrace. Not everybody would play with a BlackBerry. Yeah, but, but I, I, would, I would look more at the fact that, um, uh, that Apple was actually competing in the cell phone market than the, than the smartphone market at that time. I, I just... I, I think I think that um, 
And I also turned to Thought Gene. All right. Now, the point I was making here is that the mobile handset market was quite filled. But the area where the iPhone excelled had not been exploited in a way that regular consumers would like. It's the, Bla- true. the BlackBerry was not a user-friendly device by any means. Yes, it was used by many businesses. Yes, power users had them. Or just kids with money who wanted to text a lot. Right. But not the rest of us. Right. But the iPhone brought smartphones to the masses and took over. And this year I heard that BlackBerry is now going to stop making hardware. Yes. They are out of the hardware business, at least, you know, that's, that's what they've announced. Um, probably for the best, they're, they're going to try to re, re, rebrand themselves as, you know, the sort of go-to um, people for, uh, uh, for for the rest of the industry. Um, you know, it, this could just be a short step on the way to bankruptcy, too. It's the point of desperation. Yeah. You think a point of desperation yeah. where we got to try one more thing. If it doesn't work, well, that's it. That's it, folks. Yep. Oh, by the way, Hillary Clinton's email server did use BlackBerry Messenger. Just want to mention that. Mm-hmm. And Blackberries. Nothing else to say about it. Brian Chaffin, please tell us where we can find more of your stuff. Uh, I am on, uh, on a daily basis. I'm at the Mac Observer at Mac observer.com and you can find me on twitter at tmo brian brian with a y brian chaffin thanks for joining us on the tech night live thanks for having me gene thank you for listening to gcn be sure to visit gcnlive.com today How confident are you in your food storage? If it was all you had to rely on, would it sustain your family? Hard times, good times, or any time, Numana Storable Food is the proven superior choice. Learn for yourself what happened when one man ate only Numana Storable Food for an entire month. Online at PowerPrepper.com. That's PowerPrepper.com. Experience the Numana difference. America-made food storage I love to eat. Yum! Has your body ever gone low blood sugar feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack, focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. 
a place for mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 pain relief hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait you can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You know, I was just looking at my list of guests, and I realized it's been sometime since 2015 since we had Joe Kissel, the extremely prolific writer. And since then, he's written at least 400 books, I think, right? <laughs> More or less. Right. Possibly a little bit less. I exaggerate a lot, you know, like certain politicians. But the key here is that he's done so much, put out so many books, and one of them he just came out with is about Mac OS Sierra. Now, before we get into some kind of positive hits and tips about using it, there's a perception here that other than Siri, other than Apple's rebranding, there's not a whole lot there. What do you say? Well, I I can see why there is that perception. It looks an awful lot like its predecessor, El Capitan, but there are quite a few new things other than Siri. I think those things make it a very, a very interesting upgrade. So then, other than Siri, which is not my cup of tea, I'm not a fan of Siri. Okay. All right. 
But we'll mention it. I don't want to be rude to our listeners because a lot of you may say, you know what, we like Siri. How dare you say that? You only use Siri for alarms or directions or something. We love it. What can you tell them about Siri for the Mac? Well, it's a little bit different from Siri for iOS or for the Apple Watch. Uh, One of the things that you may find great or you may find annoying is that unless you do some sort of special secret stuff, which uh, Macworld uh, explained in an article, uh, you're not going to be able to say, hey, Siri, and just have it respond. You got to press a key or click a click an icon. Um, now, the reason for that is that, you know, if you might have two or three or four devices around that respond to, hey, Siri, and, you know, if your Mac is just another one of those, that could be really confusing. Uh, Siri can open apps on your Mac. It can search on your Mac. It can do some things that just wouldn't make sense in the context of iOS. But for the most part, if you're used to using Siri on iOS, it'll be very, very similar. And if you are if you haven't used Siri, but you have used Spotlight in recent versions of OS X, uh, or as it's now being called Mac OS, you can just imagine sort of typing, you know, the same sorts of things that you would type into the Spotlight window asking Siri. And Siri can do uh, many of those same sorts of things. How accurate is it? That's always a big issue with Siri. Well, you know, um, in in my testing, the accuracy has actually been pretty good. Um, in fact, it's been better than on iOS, but that could have something to do with the type of microphone that I have, which is a lot better on my Mac than on my iOS devices and a lot closer to my face. Um, there are always going to be mistakes. And then there's there's still the fact that Despite all the improvements in in Siri over the years, and there have been a lot of improvements, um, it it just doesn't kind of work the same way as competing services from you know Google and Microsoft and so forth. And so there are some really questions you might ask Siri that feel like they should be really obvious. And Siri has no clue. I I keep seeing things being tweeted all the time, examples of questions people have asked Siri, like, you know, what time are the presidential debates on? And it just gives them a complete nonsense answer. And that's that's a little bit upsetting. But, you know, it's not that it's not that Siri hasn't recognized your question. It's that it doesn't know what to do with it. So here's another example. There is a French uh, bakery slash cafe near here. Um, and I wanted to get the address of this. So I asked Siri, um, what's the address of Cafe Madeleine? And I was watching on the screen as it was, uh, interpreting my words and it typed exactly what I said. What is the address of Cafe Madeleine? But then after two seconds that changed to, I I don't even remember what it was, but it was something, something completely nonsensical. Like I, I can't, contact so-and-so like i don't know how they have the the contact information for so-and-so and it's like what the, the the thing that siri had replaced it with sounded nothing like what it had already recognized so you know there are there are some aggravations and some weirdnesses like that but if you like siri on ios you're bound to also like it on your mac now one excuse or one reason given for the fact that siri is not as comprehensive is that apple doesn't grab as much information about you yes, as Google or Microsoft. Right. So that privacy has a trade-off and that's it. Or maybe over time, Siri learns more. 
I, I think both are true. I mean, I think it is absolutely true that Apple's privacy policies do limit what Siri can do. Um, I also think that it's true that that is sometimes used as an excuse because, you know, a, a lot of the examples I've seen, like, you know, what time are the debates on, have nothing to do with privacy. That has, that's not a, has nothing to do with you. It's just like, can't you look up a TV schedule? So I think it's a little bit of both. So hopefully things will get better over time. Now, yeah. other than Siri. Yes. What else about Mac OS Sierra is compelling? Well, possibly the, the biggest other feature, um, which some people are going to love and other people are going to hate, um, has to do with new things that iCloud Drive can do. And part of this is, and, and you know, it's it's all optional. You can turn it on or not, and you can turn on or off different aspects of this. One aspect of, of the new thing it can do with iCloud Drive is it can sync your desktop folder and your documents folder to iCloud Drive. So what that means is when you turn this on, those folders are actually moved into your iCloud Drive folder. And so whatever's in them will get synced up to Apple's website. And that means you'll be able to access those items on the iCloud website, on your iPhone, uh, on another Mac. So that sounds really cool. Like you have, let's say you have two Macs and you want to have the same things on the desktop folder on both of them in the documents folder. Well, this could make it happen automatically. And that, that sounds really cool, but I don't have that feature turned on personally. Um, and one of the reasons I don't is that I have a lot of stuff in my documents folder in particular, and, and sometimes on my desktop folder, um, and you're going to have to pay for extra storage for iCloud to hold that stuff. You're also going to have to wait while the stuff syncs. Uh, you are going to encounter some possible, you know, privacy situations where, you know, you might have a document there that you really wouldn't you wouldn't like for Apple to have in their control. Um, and uh, there are just, there are too many situations in which I feel like that can get you into trouble. What, uh, there's a there's a sort of secondary aspect of that, which is that um, if, if a certain checkbox is checked, then if you get low on disk space on your Mac, uh, Apple can delete any of that stuff that's stored in iCloud uh, with the with the assumption that you'll just download it again when you need it. Well, that's great, unless you happen to need it when Apple is having one of its famous iCloud outages, or you have an internet problem, or whatever, or Apple loses your file. So I, I feel a, a little bit uncomfortable about that. I do say for some people, it could be really great. For me, mm, not so much. So part of this is that it's predicated on iCloud Drive reliability. If there are any issues with them, well, all bets are off. Now, that that's true. a big question, too, here. So suddenly with Mac OS Sierra, iCloud takes a far greater level of importance. Also, the amount of money you might spend on iCloud takes on more importance because suddenly if you want to share your desktop and documents folders, you know, it's probably not going to fit in 50 gigabytes. Certainly right. won't fit in five. So you buy the 200 plan. Yeah. And maybe the 200 plan works or doesn't for me. So I have to yeah. buy the terabyte plan at $9.99 a month. Right. And suddenly I'm paying what I could pay for crash plan. Well, a couple of dollars less. Yeah. I don't need to duplicate that with 
iCloud Drive. Now, I see, though, if Apple can get it together and keep it reliable, that Apple could move to make this a more comprehensive backup solution, not just sharing folders. We'll go into more of that in a moment. We have Joe Kissel. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. 
reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with reputationdefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit reputationdefender.com. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg. So Joe Kissel, of course, wrote a Take Control book on upgrading to Mac OS Sierra. And right now, as we talk, we're kind of also including a little bit about backups here. Because right now, you want to back up to the cloud, unless you do it manually in an iCloud drive. You set up one of these third-party systems, Carbonite, iDrive, Crash Plan, and they work behind the scenes. But what about something like Time Machine? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Time Machine doesn't work on off-site backups, does it? I don't see an option for that. Uh, that is approximately correct. There, there was a service uh, called Dolly Drive that used to provide off-site backups for Time Machine, and they did some kind of complicated things to make that work. And Dolly Drive still exists, but they're not they're not using Time Machine anymore. Um, it, you you can back up Time Machine to uh, you know to another Mac or to um, a NAS device. So some of them uh, support Time Machine to an Apple, uh, you know, airport time capsule stuff like that. But um, as far as remote, like cloud backups, Time Machine just wasn't designed to work that way, and um, it's really it's just not a good fit for that sort of thing. Does it make yeah. sense for Apple to consider? You know what? Maybe this is something we should be pushing. I would love to see Apple make really comprehensive changes to time machine that would uh, improve the way it works with, you know, even if just a, a local hard drive and that could then be extended to make it compatible with cloud backups. I'd love to see that. Uh, unfortunately, it would almost take a complete gutting and rethinking of time machine because the whole paradigm that time machine is based on just just isn't compatible with cloud backups. I'll give you an example. You know, you mentioned Crash Plan and you know iDrive and Backblaze and these kind of things. Uh, one of the one of the things that all these online backup services do is when a file changes and it needs to be backed up again, it'll only back up the portion of the file that changed. So if you have a five gigabyte file, but you only change, you know, one word or something, it's only going to back up a tiny, tiny portion of that file the next time. But Time Machine isn't like that. If any part of a file changes, then the next time Time Machine runs, it has to copy the entire file 
uh, to your backup destination again. So Apple could modify Time Machine to work differently in that respect and in a bunch of other respects, but it would be, it's not a trivial change. It's its a, a very, very fundamental rethinking of the way uh, the backups are stored and accessed. And I'd love to see them do that. But I, I think it would be an enormous amount of work. Remember also that Time Machine was designed a number of years back and has had barely any change over the years. I mean, it's the same to me with minor exceptions as it was five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. If anything, Apple has taken away some features from Time Machine. I mean, it used to be one of, when Time Machine was originally rolled out, one of the big selling points was, hey, uh, you lose just one photo from iPhoto or just one contact or calendar entry or whatever. Hey, go back in time from within your app and, and just restore that one thing. But you can't do that anymore. You can restore your entire photo library you can no longer go back in time and restore just one photo. So it's actually lost capabilities over the years. And I, and I find that quite disappointing. Looking back, it debuted in October 2007. That was just a couple of months after the first iPhone came out. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about eight years, and Apple's let this product languish. I mean, they barely mention it anymore. But at the time, yeah. Steve Jobs made a huge deal. Look how few people back up. And now we're going to make it easy for you. You don't have to do anything. Just turn the thing on. It will figure it out for you. And instead, they're really not doing much. Of course, right now, Apple's busy with this new file system. They'll eventually migrate Macs to. Right. And maybe if they're going to do a new time machine, wait till that's done and take sure. advantage. I, I think that would system. be a very natural, a very natural fit. But as you say, it's, it's been quite a few years and, and Apple really hasn't kept up. And uh, I've been told by multiple Apple geniuses that even today, you know, somebody brings in a Mac for repair, hardly anybody backs up their Mac because they always ask, is your dad backed up? No. And so you were saying, you know, Steve Jobs was saying so few Mac users back up their Macs back then. And that was sort of the time machine was supposed to be the solution to that. Well, all you have to do now is just plug in a drive and click a button. Now you're done. But it, it sort of hasn't worked. It hasn't solved that problem because it's still the case that very few Mac users back up. So somebody would have to educate them. And also look here at what's happening with the Mac. Sierra has very few front-facing features that anyone cares about. Universal clipboard, I can see. Optimized mm-hmm. storage, you have the MacBook Air and you have 128 gigabytes and you need to get rid of stuff and this is a smart way of doing it. That right. makes sense. Sharing desktop and documents folders, well, if you want to spend that extra space for iCloud Drive, maybe. But otherwise, I don't know because you also have the problem with cloud backups is you're uploading tons of data to the cloud and your ISP data cap, which many have, is ticking away. Aha, they exceed the cap, send them a bill. Right. Now, I had one deal with an ISP where they only count downloads towards your bandwidth cap, not uploads. Interesting. At CenturyLink. Okay. The other thing is here is I'm living in a place now where they give you free internet. Not the fastest internet, but free broadband. Decent upload, sort of decent download. There was no bandwidth cap. 
They have no way to subdivide that, they tell me. Mm-hmm. Because basically every home here has distributed Ethernet wiring. They have enough capacity to handle a development of hundreds of homes. When they say you're getting this speed, you get 90 to 100% of that speed almost all the time. Even when mm-hmm. you do speed tests in other parts of the country, you get the same speed. So it's really effective. It's almost as effective as having twice the speed. But no bandwidth cap. I asked them, I said, do you care if I download a terabyte tomorrow? No. Go ahead. Mazel cool. tov, I didn't say that. <laughs> but that could be another problem. Yeah. So other than that, won't you tell somebody about Sierra? Worth upgrading? It's it's worth upgrading. You know, there are there are bug fixes, there are security improvements, which is is always the case. There are a lot of smaller features that I don't like you mentioned universal clipboard. That's cool. It's useful. You know, you copy something on your iPhone and it's automatically ready to paste on your Mac and vice versa. That's that's nice. There are a lot of there are a lot of little things that I know some people are going to think this is just fantastic. It's not a, you know, mind-blowing feature, but it's useful like like tabs. You know, Safari has had tabs forever. Lots of other apps have tabs, but now in Sierra, almost any app can have tabs. So if you like having a tabbed interface in your word processor, in, you know, whatever that's not a web browser, you can have that. Um, if you have an Apple Watch and a newer Mac, uh, you can use just, you know, your Mac will unlock when you come near it with, with your Apple Watch on. So that's, that's nice. I don't have a, a, a Mac that's new enough to use that feature, so I haven't been able to try it, but that's that's neat. You can also use your, your Apple Watch or Touch ID on an iPhone to make Apple Pay purchases on the web. I haven't had occasion to uh, try that, but it, it's supposed to be possible. Picture-in-picture, um, picture, so, you know, you can uh, be watching a video in Safari or iTunes and have it just uh, appear in a, a little floating window while you're doing other stuff and not have to have the whole browser uh, in the foreground. And there, you know, there are some some improvements to apps like Messages and Photos and iTunes. Um, again, none of these are are earth shattering things by any means, but they're all things that I think are going to please certain people. And Apart from the usual, you know, there are a few apps that haven't yet been updated for compatibility, and there's a little bit of pain there, which is normal. That always happens with with up, upgrades, new versions of of the Mac operating system. Um, it's it's not worse. <laughs> so there are some bug fixes, there's some security, some security improvements, and some new features, um, and a few things that that a lot of people will really like. So. Uh, it's uh, it's not a must-have upgrade, but it's more like a why-not upgrade. It's free. Right. I mean, problems I've seen are really fairly minimal for the most part. For example, yeah. I see CrashPlan can be a memory hog. It's a Java-based app, and it has embedded Java, so you don't have to keep installing it. But it's being a memory hog right now. We got more to come with Joe Kissel. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. 
DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. I'm Jesse Gonzalez, Vice President of Kmart. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies in the United States? Or that survivors can face a lifetime of serious health problems? But you can help. Join me in Kmart for the March for Babies Walk. We'll work together to raise funds for research and programs that help the marginalized fight premature birth and birth defects and improve the health of moms and babies. Start your team today at MarchForBabies.org. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro One G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Joe Kissel, author of Take Control of Upgrading to Sierra and all other stuff, so many books. You go to TakeControlBooks.com or go to JoeKissel.com and check the various books that he's publishing himself and the ones that he's handling with the folks over at Take Control Books. One other thing that was mentioned during the Worldwide Developers Conference, not really mentioned much now, Apple has this new file system in the final stages of development. Anything we can say about that that normal people would care about? Well, it will be something interesting once normal people can use it. The thing is now, like in Sierra, if you are moderately tech savvy, you can use this new file system to format a an external drive. You can try it out, but you can't actually boot from it yet. You can't you can't use this new file system for your for your startup drive and it doesn't support time machine doesn't support like a whole bunch of features that a lot of ordinary people uh, need once it's done you know once those capabilities have been added and they will be added and uh, my understanding is that you know sort of this time next year when the next version of mac os comes out that it'll be integrated at that time i think a lot of people will find that it's that it's very interesting it should be more reliable it should use space better it should you know uh be be more sort of future focused and it should make things like backups be simpler and better but 
Right now, there's not a whole lot to say about it, except that um, Apple has needed to pay attention to this area for a long, long time. And for a lot of a lot of time, they were just saying, hey, HFS plus it's it's there. It kind of works. They, and they weren't dealing with it. A lot of people were thinking that Apple would go to, to ZFS, this this other you know really good file system. And they they didn't. They decided to, to roll their own. But still, I, I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. All you have to really know is that it doesn't it's not going to impact your life in any way for at least the next year. Um, and after next year, some things could get faster, easier, more reliable, but that's kind of, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. Now, just as a matter of perspective, the current file system, HFS Plus, goes back to the late 1990s, right? Uh, something like that, yeah. Right. We're talking about quite a few years. And migration wasn't so bad. You had to go through a process. And... It wasn't terribly bad, but we're talking about so many different things since then. The amount of storage space required is up many, many, many times. The stresses on a file system are much greater now. And mm-hmm. Apple has done things to the file system. They've modified it. They've had things like journaling and stuff like that. But we're still talking about a creaky edifice there. Yeah. That eventually needs to just be thrown out. So it's good that they finally did it. Why did Apple not go to ZFS or any other third party? I heard there were some complexities or politics involved there. I, I heard the same thing, and, and I don't really know. I mean, you hear rumors and you hear theories. Um, I Honestly, I was expecting ZFS, and that didn't happen. But it, it could have, I mean, the, politics is a plausible reason. There are other plausible reasons. I mean, one of the things that Apple is really emphasizing with this, this new, it's called APFS uh, for Apple File System, is security. So um, uh, this, this new filing system enables encryption at a very low level, you know, with with HFS Plus, sure, you can turn on File Vault and you can encrypt in individual files too if you want, but that's sort of a tacked on thing. And with APFS, encryption is going to be more built in at, at a much lower level. It's also supposed to work a lot better with SSDs, which of course is, is the future. So it could have been that there were security uh, considerations with ZFS that Apple felt they could do a better job with. Uh, or it just wasn't sufficiently robust. I don't know for for what, or it could have been, you know, a licensing thing. But for whatever reason, uh, Apple made their decision, and I I think it'll be okay. We'll just have to have to wait and see. A new file system from Apple. Nothing to even worry about right now. Right. The book is take control of upgrading to Sierra, but there's a lot more to talk about. And Joe has these books called Joe on Tech Guides, of which I see there are four so far. Right. And one would be interesting here to anyone, especially with an older Mac, because Sierra runs with Macs going back to 2009, some 2009 models, including like the first 27-inch iMac that was really so good in late 2009. All Macs from 2010 on. We're talking about six to seven years of Macs. Some of those older Macs, they're getting long in the tooth when it comes to performance. Yeah, right. a book called Speeding Up Your Mac. Right. All right. So let's spend a little time on this here. So sure. I assume this is mostly for people who have older Macs, want to stay current, but they aren't in a position to buy a new Mac for whatever reason. 
Yeah, that is certainly the certainly the target audience. I mean, it is it is also true that it's good to be even if you just get a brand new Mac, it's good to be aware of the sorts of things that are likely to slow it down over time. So you can maybe take some preventive measures. But but yes, you're exactly right. It, there's this phenomenon, you know, you buy a new Mac and you're like, wow, this is so fast. I can't believe how fast this is. This is great. And then maybe a year goes by and you're like, man, it's, it just doesn't have the, the pep that it used to. It feels like it's getting, maybe it's my imagination. I'm not really sure. And then, you know, as, as more time goes by, you're just like, ugh, what happened to this? It, it used to be so fast. What, what went wrong? And so it's easy to imagine that Apple has, you know, it's easy to imagine like a conspiracy theory where Apple has built in an automatic slowdown mechanism so that you'll go buy a new Mac. Uh, It's it's really not like that. But but stuff does happen over time. Clutter accumulates. And this is true. Sometimes like parts wear out. But but more often it's stuff that you've installed that has started to just take up more and more RAM and disk space and CPU power. And so a lot of it is just identifying what those things specifically are that are dragging down your Mac and either modifying them or getting rid of them. Now, it does seem and may not always be true that each operating system is a little slower than the predecessor on older Mac. Sometimes. I mean, I, I have certainly seen cases where, you know, you install a new version of, of Mac OS and, and, it, and an older machine suddenly feels peppier. It, it depends. I mean, it depends a lot on what was already on your Mac and how you use it and which particular model you had. But certainly as, as, a, as a broad general principle, newer, you know, newer versions of the operating system require tend to require more resources, and so that can slow down an older machine. Okay, so if I have a choice of one thing to do for my Mac, free or paid, what is the best bang for the buck in making my Mac go faster, my older Mac? Because newer Macs, you can't even add RAM anymore. Yeah, most of them you can't, that's right, which is a real pity. If your Mac uses a hard drive, replace the hard drive with an SSD. If you had to do just one thing to speed it up, that is the biggest bang for your buck by far. You can't imagine compared to an SSD to a Mac notebook with a regular hard drive. It is so sluggish by comparison. Because especially on a notebook where they're using slower drives. Yeah. It is so sluggish. As soon as you stick that SSD in there, which I did maybe a year or two back on a 2010 MacBook Pro. Suddenly, oh my God, boots in 15 seconds. Not right. three minutes anymore. Right. I didn't install anything new. I just backed up and restored my data to the to the new device. Suddenly, it's like a miracle. Right. It's not cheap necessarily, but no. SSDs are much, much cheaper today than they used to be. You can get a terabyte solid state drive for a little over $300 now. It used mm-hmm. to be, what, a 1000 or more? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the prices are still, as you say, higher than hard disks, but they have gone way, way down, and they're continuing to go way down. They're, they're really easy to swap out, and if you're nervous about performing surgery on your Mac, you can probably find a local geek or, if not, a, you know, a friend in, like, a repair shop or, you know, some third-party uh, Apple tech company that will, that will do that for you for a few bucks. We'll have more to say about upgrading your Mac 
We have Joe Kissel. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Now Live. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Investment Rarities, a 43-year-old company, has created the best silver offer ever. Get a U.S. Silver Eagle, Canadian Maple Leaf, Austrian Philharmonic, OPM Pure Bar, and Silver Round. Have all five for $99 postpaid. You heard me right, five ounces of silver below cost. No credit card fees, free shipping. Just $99 and you'll have a great start on what it takes to survive even the worst economic storm. Act now and receive Jim Cook's exclusive paper explaining how it's possible to make a fortune in silver today. Don't miss this opportunity. Call 800-328-1860. Read how the above-ground supply of silver has dropped below even gold. The secret is being suppressed. The price could explode at any time. Call today at 800-328-1860. Get 5 ounces of silver for only $99. Find them on the web at investmentrarities.com or call 800-328-1860. Call now before it's too late. 800-328-1860. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, There's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. This is a life-changing message for anyone with sleep apnea who is on the go and tired of dragging around a big, bulky home CPAP device. Now there's finally a portable device that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. It's the Transcend Mini CPAP. And if you're one of the first 100 callers, you can try Transcend risk-free for 10 days. So call now, 1-800-441-0335. Transcend is the world's first portable mini CPAP device. It gives you the freedom to sleep in total comfort anywhere you are. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is so small and so light, you can fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. To guarantee your 10-day in-home trial, you must be one of the first 100 callers to call minicpap.com now. 1-800-441-0335. Again, that's 1-800-441-0335. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, 
get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Now, if you do put an SSD in your Mac, Mm -hmm. This is not an Apple-authorized upgrade. It doesn't mean it's not going to work. It doesn't mean it's not compatible. But you can take it to your friendly Apple genius and say, swap my hard drive. They'll just give you the one that's already in there. Right. Yeah, Apple will not do this for you, not even for money. Um, So it has to be done by a third party. Of course, we're, we're almost certainly talking about a Mac that's out of warranty by this point, out of Apple Care. So it's not like you're going to be avoiding the warranty. And, you know, it's safe. Of course, it's possible to mess it up. Of course, you can mess up anything. But I've, I've swapped out hard drives. I can't tell you how many times. And you, you open the case, you remove a couple of connectors, you put in the new thing, you connect them up, you screw it in, and it's, it's done. I mean, I'm oversimplifying. You, there's the, a whole process to, like, move the data from your old hard drive onto the new SSD. So it's not like it's literally a five-minute process. But it's not hard, and it's safe, and, and the, the, the change in speed is just astonishing. Now, I've been doing this since the late 1980s. Lots of Macs. Never lost a patient. I right. even did it on the 2009 27-inch iMac, and that's the one where they hold the screen onto the case with magnets, so you need suction cups to remove it. Yes, I have, I have done the same thing on the same Mac, yeah. Right. If you're careful, and it can take at least an hour to do it, and the major companies who give you Mac upgrades like Mac Sales, they'll give you the tools you need. It's no big deal. Sure. It works. I did it once. I'll never do it again, but I did it once. It was fine. Now, when it comes to somewhat newer iMacs where they're using an adhesive to connect the front to the case, don't bother. Pay somebody to do it unless you're really, really, really handy. I wouldn't recommend it. Now, the other thing to observe is if you're upgrading your drive on a Mac portable, you got these teeny tiny screws. Yeah. They're almost microscopic. Take an ashtray or something or some kind of cup or something to put them in there because you will otherwise lose some. I ran into this. I just wasn't paying attention. And I lost two or three, which I eventually found when I did my MacBook Pro. And, you know, I found them eventually, and I judiciously spaced them apart. So for all practical purposes, it meant nothing except from an obsessive value. Fortunately, I persuade the nice people at Mac Sales to send me a few. Mm-hmm. But just watch it. That's it. It is not difficult to do at all. Just you're working on tiny things. You're working on tiny cables. Just be careful, and you'll never lose a patient. Now, the yeah, other that- thing you can do at least until recently, is upgrade memory, but it doesn't always have an immediate impact on the performance unless you didn't have enough to begin with to run your apps. Right. I mean, nowadays the story with RAM is because most new Mac models can't be upgraded, the story now is 
be sure you max out your RAM or, you know, come as close as you can afford when you buy a new model because you're just not going to get another chance. Some some Macs come with like, you know, four gigabytes of RAM and there used to be two. Like, that's just really not enough. It, it really is, is painful. If you if you bought a Mac model that has four gigabytes of RAM and it isn't upgradable, then you're, you I mean, you're kind of stuck. There, there are going to be limits to how much you can do and how fast you can get that Mac to run. Unfortunately, there's just no, no options for you. But fortunately, the, the new baseline seems to be eight. I think it should maybe be 16. But Apple is also has been adding features to OS 10 to now Mac OS that make better use of the memory you have, better memory management so that more RAM can go farther. So, so there's that, too. Why did Apple do that? Just to keep everything as thin as possible? Well, I don't know. I mean, that the thinness is probably part of it. There's probably part of it that is people open up their Macs and then they end up messing things up. And so that takes up support time and dollars doing repairs and genius appointments and all that kind of stuff. I think there's also part of it that's just aesthetics. Like Apple likes smooth, unbroken lines. They don't like hinges and compartments and screws. Like they want to have as few of those things as possible for just aesthetic reasons. Um, and I think Apple really wants, wants, this has been true with iPhones. It's been true. It's certainly true with the watch, um, true with iPads. And I, it's increasingly true with Macs is they, they want you to think of it as as an appliance. It is just a a whole object. It isn't something that you're going to get into and change around and tinker with. It's you you buy it and it is it is a whole thing. So if it is a whole thing, obviously you, you're less likely to upgrade it. <laughs> um, you're more likely to buy a new one when the time comes. So that does help Apple financially. Um, but uh, I, I don't I don't necessarily think they're they're being deceptive or underhanded in doing this. I, I think there are some good reasons for it too, but certainly you, you can't deny that it makes it more likely that you'll buy a whole new product rather than, you know, put something new into an old one. Besides, that's the way Steve Jobs made the first Mac. Yeah. You couldn't upgrade it. You weren't even supposed to open it up. So what we've done now is we've fallen back to what Steve Jobs had, which was the computing appliance. And if right. Apple now takes advantage of lower prices for RAM and gives you more, I think they're standardized on eight on some models. Some still have four. But once yeah. it's eight, I think it'll be fairly decent. It's like with the iPhone, 16 gigabytes, forget about it. They give you 32 as a minimum. They doubled everything for the same price they took advantage. Now, on the other hand, if you want to customize your Mac and get a larger solid-state drive, they gouge you. And with Macs, I mean, I, I, I remain hopeful that the next time Macs are released, which <clears throat> uh, should, should be sometime real soon, I really hope, um, that they're going to start offering larger SSDs. Because right now, I mean, the, the, the cap has been one terabyte for SSDs for a long You can get a bigger one if you're getting a hard drive, but the maximum, you know, built-in SSD you can get on any Mac model is still a terabyte, which seems crazy crazy to me in 2016. I think you need at least 256 on a Mac. Minimum. And a 256 solid-state drive today is probably less. I think now the 256 solid-state drive is less than a 128 just a year or so ago. 
Yeah. So, so it's not as if there's no reason. I think 256 has to be the minimum. I think more and more Mac should have a terabyte or more. Yeah. 16 gigabytes of RAM, but at least a minimum of eight. I think Apple has to be more generous, but they ought to be more generous about the pricing for a customization because some of their prices are so out of sight and it feels to people they're taking advantage of you because they don't give you an option. You can't just swap out the RAM for whatever reason that Apple does that. You can't swap it out. A little bit more right. about upgrading your Mac. In our next segment, we have Joe Kissel. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. My computer is so slow, it's making me crazy. I used to have that problem. Did you quit using a computer or, or did you buy a new one? No, I called Geeks on Site. They made an appointment to visit my home and showed up the same day. You mean they didn't ask you to bring your computer to a shop? That's what happened when I called a support company. Geeks on Site can go to your home or business or even repair your computer online. They have 24-7 emergency service. If you're having problems with your PC or Mac, call Geeks on Site. 1-800-591-1682. Our friendly certified computer repair Repair experts are available 24-7. Call now for a free diagnosis. 1-800-591-1682. Data recovery, virus removal, and maintenance for all laptops, desktops, printers, and networks. That's Geeks on Site for friendly, certified computer repair experts. Available 24-7 over the phone or in your home or business. Just call 1-800-591-1682. That's 1-800-591-1682. 1-800-591-1682. Is negative content or comments on the web affecting your personal or professional reputation? Unfavorable comments, embarrassing pictures, videos, legal documents, and negative articles can ruin your personal life, your career, or your business. It happens a lot, and it's just not fair. But what can you do? ReputationDefender.com can help protect your good name. Get a free consultation now. Call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Call right now for a free expert reputation analysis. It's easy to squash the unfair attacks with our patented system, and the analysis is absolutely free. Make the best things about you jump out in searches. Protect your personal and professional reputation, your business, and your income. Get your free reputation analysis. 
analysis from ReputationDefender.com right now. Call 800-831-0771. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com today. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So it's RAM where it's possible. So it's a bigger drive or a solid-state drive. Mm-hmm. What else? Anything else to speed up your Mac? Is there any no-cost way? Oh, sure. I mean, there, there are lots of things. I mean, in, in terms of getting your Mac back to the speed that it had when it was brand new, uh, I mean, it, you may, it was brand new. Maybe it had a hard drive. It was still faster than, than it is now. And so what, what has happened over time? Well, you know, a bunch of things could contribute, and I have all these sort of tests that you can perform to figure out exactly what the problem was. But a lot of us just, hey, I, eh, here's a cool app. Let's download this, install it, try it out. And then, you know, maybe you don't use it anymore after you've tried it out for a little bit, but it's still hanging around there, and you keep on doing this. Well, you know, if I look at my menu bar, it has a zillion items in it, all these little icons and system preferences. There are a bunch of preference panes. And a lot of these things are, are stuff that runs in the background. There may not be a window open. There may not be any visible evidence that, that a thing is happening. But if you go into Activity Monitor, let's say, this utility that lists all the stuff that's running on your Mac, even the stuff that doesn't have windows, doesn't appear in your dock, you might be a little bit surprised at how many different background processes are going on. And if they're ones that you need that are useful to you, hey, great. But if these are things that you don't need anymore that are taking up RAM, that are taking, that are you know, accessing your disk and slowing it down, that are using up CPU cycles, you want to uninstall those. That's just one example. Another example is, and this is particularly true if you have a, a, a mechanical hard drive, if your hard drive gets very close to being full, not only will your performance go way, way down, but it's going to sort of keep getting worse. So you need to make sure you have a decent amount of free space on your hard drive because the closer you get to being completely full, 
that that's going to have a really big impact on your performance. And it's something where like, oh, I only have two gigabytes free. I better delete a couple of files. So you delete a couple of files and that gets you over that hump. But that's really just a very, very temporary measure. Um, you need to kind of go go deeper than that. So I talk a lot in the book about about what that means and how much free space you should have and at what point should you, you know, move to a bigger drive? What are the kinds of things that you can remove if you're not using Sierra's optimized storage that's going to figure that out for you and automatically remove stuff when you get low on space? And what are the things that you definitely should not touch because those could get you into trouble? So uh, it's not there's not a, a linear uh, correlation between how much free space you have and what your speed is, but it is definitely true that if you start running super, super low, that's going to have a big impact on your speed. Just a few hints there. And everybody, we install stuff that we forget about. And it's just running. And Activity Monitor, like I said, it's telling me that Crash Plan is suddenly hogging memory and we'll have to do something about that. Upgrading your Mac. And it's nice when it costs nothing. Just a little time and energy to kind of make things more efficient. Absolutely. You got another book that came out recently called Troubleshooting Your Mac. And the reason I mention this is because I wrote a book called Upgrading and Troubleshooting Your Mac, like, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times we upgraded it before they said, you know what, we're kind of getting out of that. It was like a 900-page book, and I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. But I think Macs now are a lot more stable. Mm Mm-hmm. And they used to be. So what are the most common things people encounter when Macs misbehave? Well, there's there's quite a range. I mean, you might see the spinning beach ball, you know, the spinning pizza of death, a little rainbow uh, pinwheel thing. That happens whenever uh, an app doesn't respond for uh, some period of time. You might see error messages of various kinds. You might experience slowness. You, you might find that your Mac just doesn't start up. Or, uh, or maybe you can't shut it down, or you get a, a completely black screen, or, or something like that. I mean, there are lots of different things that can go wrong, but most of the most of the things that can go wrong are not all that serious, especially if you have good backups, and especially if you know some of the the just really simple troubleshooting techniques. So what I try to do in the book is, you know, say, okay, here's some ways you should prepare for a possible problem in the future, including backups. Um, here are some things that you might do to prevent problems. But also, here's a whole chapter full of basic troubleshooting procedures. And, uh, you know, things, things as simple as restarting your Mac can can solve all kinds of problems and there's a, there's a whole chapter full of these simple techniques and then i give you sort of some recipes like okay if this happens then you're going to try this first then you're going to try that second you're going to try that third and these things that you're trying are, are the exactly the the techniques that i explained in the previous chapter and then i i go on to say okay well that's nice but what if you encounter some new problem that wasn't mentioned in this book something completely out of the blue, weird, unusual, has gone kerflui. How do I approach this? And I and I give you sort of a step-by-step scientific method to narrowing down what could have been the cause, what could be a solution, and what are the things that I can try myself 
without having to buy expensive software, without having to go to a genius bar or whatever. If smoke is pouring out of your Mac, that, that probably needs professional attention. That's not something you can fix with a few mouse clicks. But um, there, there, it's very rare that you'll get to that point. You can at least make some changes on your own. Now, one problem that's really difficult sometimes to diagnose because it's very subtle is defective RAM. And sometimes it's obvious. Yeah. Your Mac may not boot. But other times it could be unusual numbers of crashes, things like that, things that are really difficult to nail down. So what yep. are the obvious symptoms of bad RAM? Well, bad RAM can cause kernel panics. So a kernel panic is when you get this, like, you know, your whole screen goes dim and there's this box with this message in several different languages about, you know, uh, your Mac is being restarted. Uh, and it, it basically, it's a very low level crash that you literally can't do anything about except restart your Mac. That's, that's one thing that, that, uh, that bad RAM can cause. Bad RAM can cause other kinds of wacky symptoms like, you know, apps misbehaving or, you know, not loading properly and so forth. But Apple gives all Mac users a tool that can be used to check the RAM, make sure it's healthy. Um, older Macs, it was called Apple Hardware Test. It usually came on, you know, like a DVD that, that was included with your Mac. Newer Macs, it, it's it's a slightly different program called Apple Diagnostics, and you basically hold down a certain key while you're restarting, and, and this this special program pops up, and, and it can do a bunch of things, including checking your RAM. And, and there are third-party apps that do this too. Some of them are free. Uh, some of them are paid, like Tech Tool Pro can examine your RAM. Um, but this is certainly much more of a problem for people who have added their own third-party RAM than for uh, RAM that was soldered onto the board when Apple made your Mac, which is probably, you know, another one of those reasons that Apple is moving away from user-upgradable RAM. But whatever the case, whether, you know, it's, it's RAM that was somehow defective at the factory, it, it really is an awful thing, and it can cause all kinds of problems. I've certainly experienced it myself more than once. Luckily, um, the, the fix is pretty, pretty easy. If it's RAM you put in yourself, you send it back, get some new ones, and pop them in, and you're done. Uh, and if it's RAM... Just want to add very quickly here. Just because something happens once doesn't mean it's bad RAM. You might have a kernel panic due to some software conflict. But if it's repeated, oh, sure. if this stuff, right. this crazy stuff happens over and over again, not just once or twice, then you worry about something that could be related to the hardware. Obviously, right. if it's your built-in memory and it's soldered on and the Apple diagnostic shows something's wrong, you contact Apple as their right. responsibility. Now, for third-party RAM, let me just mention one thing. We've got Joe Kissel. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night on Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. The award-winning graphic converter, the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over 1.5 million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. Get 20% off from lemkesoft.de slash gene. That's L-E-M-K-E soft dot D-E slash gene.
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Introducing the fastest-growing digital currency company in the world, OneLife. With over 2.1 million members, OneCoin is becoming the most powerful force in digital currency. It reached over a billion dollars in revenue in its first year. No other company has accomplished such an impressive feat. Now you can achieve financial independence with the strength of OneLife. Find out how to build your financial dreams. 877-933-4747. 877-933-4747. Dedicated to helping you create financial abundance. How confident are you in your food storage? If it was all you had to rely on, would it sustain your family? Hard times, good times, or any time. Numana Storable Food is the proven superior choice. Learn for yourself what happened when one man ate only Numana Storable Food for an entire month. Online at PowerPrepper.com. That's PowerPrepper.com. Experience the Numana difference. America-made food stores are love to eat. Yum! Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next.
So if the test shows that your third-party RAM is defective, most of the major manufacturers have a lifetime guarantee. That's right. So, you know, you do the diagnostic and you contact support and say, hey, this RAM appears to be bad. And they'll say, fine, send it back to us. We'll send you a replacement. No big deal. You lose your RAM upgrade for a while, but they might even cross ship. Who knows? They'll work something out for you, you know, return it in a week and we'll not charge your card or pay for it. And then we'll refund when we get the bad RAM back. Right. Usually a major company, Micron, Crucial, something like that, or Max Sales, these major companies, it's not going to be a problem. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. And that's been my experience as well, is, is uh, the, the, the exchange process is usually pretty simple. I mean, if you buy the RAM from Apple and they install it for you on the few Macs left where you can do that, well, it's up to them to figure it out. It's not your problem anymore. But okay, it happens occasionally. And there you go. What else? What about a hard drive that is about to fail? Do solid state drives fail that much at all? Oh, it happens, but it's much, much rarer. Hard drives fail for any number of reasons, but because they're mechanical. I mean, you got spinning platters in there. They're building up heat. The heat is going to gradually wear down certain components. The magnetic particles on the platters are going to eventually lose their ability to hold charges. Um, There are just so many moving parts. The number of things that can go wrong and their likelihood of going wrong is far higher. There are tools, including disk utility, that can sometimes tell you when a hard drive is about to fail. And I don't mean just like there's some files in the wrong places or, you know, your directory needs to be fixed. Uh, There's this thing called a smart test, which is basically a self-diagnostic mechanism built into most hard drives. And this chip basically can report to your Mac, I'm noticing these things that tell me I'm about to fail. When you get a smart impending failure, that's really serious. That's something you're not going to recover from. The only thing you can do is back up your Mac again, if at all possible, ditch that drive and replace it with a new one. So uh, there are some hardware failures to to hard drives that are just going to happen because that's the nature of mechanical hard drives. And hard drives often kind of decide to die around three to five years old. Um, They don't last forever. Some of them last more like people, but uh, a lot of them tend to lose their steam around three to five years. But hardware problems aside, lots of things can go wrong, like you, you lose power at an inconvenient time or some app has a bug or whatever, and some error occurs in your disk directory that's just a hidden file on your disk that helps it figure out what's stored where, that can cause problems like files disappearing and files having wrong icons and files not opening and slow behavior and all these kinds of things. So there are lots of tools. Again, some of them are free, like Disk Utilities. Some of them are paid, like Disk Warrior, that can, to a lesser or greater extent, examine your disk, examine the directory, examine all the blocks and figure out where the problems are and repair a great many of them. So that is another one of those things to have on your tool belt that you will will call upon when certain sorts of symptoms occur. You'll almost feel like Batman with his utility belt. That's right. Absolutely. Holy hard drive, Batman. It went. Now, if the hard drive gives you warning, you're okay. If you got backup, it's okay. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a current backup, and the drive fails, you may be forced to send it to one of these drive recovery services. And they are not cheap. 
That's right. I uh, took a tour of Drive Savers, uh, their facility up in Northern California a couple of years ago. Really cool. I mean, super crazy high tech stuff. The people that work there are amazingly smart and talented. They have equipment that I've never even dreamed of. If you have absolutely user critical data on a hard drive that you haven't backed up, there is a fair possibility that they or a similar company can recover it for you. But as you say, not cheap. You're talking minimum of hundreds of dollars, possibly into the thousands of dollars to uh, recover data from uh, a dead hard drive. It's a pretty technically intensive process. And there are certain conditions that that really nobody can help you with. I mean, like if, if you were to uh, your laptops in, in the backseat of your car and you're in a car wreck, and the damage is such that the physical platters of your hard driver are bent or dented, well, then you're just completely out of luck. There's nothing that can be done then. Only but, on TV do they recover any of that. Yeah, only on TV. And then in 43 but, minutes plus commercials. That's right. In most cases, it is possible to get some or all of your data off of a hard drive. But people keep writing to me saying, oh, Joe, you know, we make this data recovery software for people who have lost data to uh, whatever, whether it's user error or a bad hard drive, wouldn't you like to write about it? And I say, no, I would not like to write about that because the religion that I preach is backups. Backup, backup, backup. If you have good backups, then data recovery is simply a non-issue. You get the data off of your backup, and that's that's the end of it. I mean, I might have to replace the drive, but whatever, you, you, you still have your data. I am way more interested in preventing problems and curing them, ounce of prevention and all that. So uh, I definitely, definitely recommend excellent backups. What about solid-state drives? Uh, well, you know, solid-state drives still need to be backed up, that's for sure, because there are all kinds of things that can go wrong with apps doing the wrong thing or user error, or, you know, somebody steals your Mac, that can happen too. So you still have to back them up. They are far less prone to mechanical failure. They do have this this phenomenon where any given block of storage can only be rewritten so many times before it physically wears out, but it's quite a lot of time. So it's not something that most people really need to ever worry about in, in the real world. It's something that might affect uh, an SSD being used in a server environment or something like that. But for most of us mere mortals, that's not something we'll really encounter. Other than that, I mean, they behave, other than the speed, they behave in pretty much the same way. You back them up in the same way. You could even, if you have the money, you could even go out and buy an external SSD to back up your, your hard disk or your SSD onto, but th- those are kind of still pretty expensive. I think maybe in the next couple of years, It'll get to a point where the storage is fairly cheap for everyone. I think it's really moving in that direction very well. I mean, there'll always be higher capacity mechanical hard drives for the next few years. They will continue to get cheaper. But the point is being reached soon, not today, but soon, where it won't matter anymore. What does matter anymore is finding out more, Joe Kissel, about the things you do. How can we get in touch with you? Well, if you're interested in my books about backing up, maintaining, troubleshooting, and speeding up your Mac, go to joeontech.net, joeontech.net. And if you're interested in upgrading to Sierra or iCloud, Dropbox, 55 other books that I've written, go to takecontrolbooks.com. You can find us on Twitter if you look for Tech Night Owl. 
Look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. I have to be honest with you. I don't tweet a lot, but I'll post updates for site articles at technightowl.com and for the radio show. We also have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this week, we're going to interview a person who studies folklore among Native Americans, name of Artie Sixkiller Clark, really smart woman from Montana. And she has written several books about encounters with star people, all right? Especially Native Americans and indigenous people in other parts of the world encountering real-life star people, not a thousand years ago, although that's included, but even as late as recent months or years. To learn more about the Paracast, go to Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com. Check out our special feature for the Tech Night Owl Live called Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S dot We offer the commercial-free version of this show, free of the network ads, of course, better quality audio, so Joe Kissel sounds perfect, and so Brian Chaffin sounds perfect, but I never change. So it's for them that you do it, not for me. Modest subscription rate. Go to plus.technightowl.com. Joe Kissel, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks for having me. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.